0: When we began these times together, many of the stories were what we call gothic. This time, I'm returning to that vein with a story that does not depend on the immediate characters, but those whose roots are buried in the past. So don't be surprised if a ghost might raise its head.
1: I am the voice of conscience, and I cry from the grave that I may not be left in limbo. Who are you? Look in my face. No. No. You are, are dead. The better to take you with No.
0: mystery drama, The Dead You Can't Bury, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Jada Rowland. I'll be back shortly with Act One. We're proud to say we're miles ahead with everything we do.
1: And every time you step inside, our pride comes shining through. We're your Lincoln Mercury dealers.
2: If you think only the imports give high gas mileage, think again. The 1980 Mercury Capri gets about the same gas mileage ratings as VW Scirocco. An estimated 23 miles per gallon, 38 estimated MPG on the highway. Use the 23 number for comparison. Your actual mileage may differ. Actual highway mileage will probably be less. California mileage lower. And Capri is sticker priced a fantastic $1,300 less than a comparably equipped Scirocco. Capri, a high mileage car built in America from Lincoln Mercury.
0: Through in everything we do. We're your Lincoln pride yeah. How much does it cost to write a check against your Wayne Oakland Bank personal checking account? Exactly as much as it costs to smile for a while. How much? Exactly as much as it costs to make a wish, or sing a song. Exactly as much as it costs to laugh. How much does it cost to write a check against your Wayne open bank personal checking account? It isn't how much, it's how little. It's no charge. As long as you maintain a minimum balance of $200 or an average balance of $500 throughout each statement period, you get checking free of service charges at the Wayne Oakland Bank. In Royal Oak, Highland Park, Berkeley, Clawson, Troy, and Avon Township. The Wayne Oakland Bank. A tradition of strength when money matters. Member FDIC. call them lawn parties, or fetes or galas. They've fallen out of fashion, for few people can afford them anymore. Even in 1899, when this story begins, they were the province of the rich. There'd be an orchestra for dancing, and picturesque tents dotting the lawn. Inside would be games of chance, a kiss lottery, a silhouette artist, and predictably and invariably, a fortune teller. Come, let's join this gala as innocently and unaware as Amanda Harrow has done at her brother's instigation. (laughs) Now, admit it, Amanda. Aren't you glad you came?
1: Not really, Ralph. I'm not ready to go out in public yet.
2: Now, honey, you've got to stop taking father's death so hard.
1: I don't mean to. It's just... we were so close.
2: I don't want you to feel any worse than I do, little sister. I'm guilty enough...
1: Why should you be guilty?
2: Well, oh, I know how rough the last year has been on you. And I couldn't be around to help.
1: Not your fault, Ralph. You have a career to follow.
2: That takes me to the damnedest places.
1: Well, not this time around. Don't you like Vienna?
2: Oh, couldn't not like Vienna, as long as it lasts.
1: What does that mean?
2: I have a kind of feeling I'm going to get my moving instructions again.
1: Oh, no. Where to?
2: Looks like the Far East. Japan, i guess. It's all a bit unsettled. Not the best time for making plans.
1: You mean... You and Grace don't want me in Vienna.
2: Don't be silly, honey. You always have a home with us. I got better dreams for you. That's why I coaxed you out to this ghetto today. I, uh... I have someone I want you to meet.
1: Now, don't tell me you're turning
2: matchmaker. This happens to be about the best friend I have in the whole world. He said he'd be here by lunchtime. Look, Amanda, it'd be easier for me to hunt through this crowd for him if I'm alone. So why don't you
0: why don't you go over to Madame Lazonga's tent there and have your palm read while we're waiting?
1: No, thanks. I don't like people who forecast the future. Gives me cold shivers. I'll pass it up. I'll sit here on this bench and have a nice rest. Oh, I'm still not back to myself.
0: Well, if you'd rather I wouldn't leave you.
1: Don't be silly. Go find your friend. I'm just going to shut my eyes for a moment against the glare of the sun.
0: I won't be long. Uh,
1: Madame Lazonga, I have been expecting you. (gasps) Me? I, I don't even know you. But I know you. Amanda Harrow. How do you know my name? It was given to me to know. Come. We have so little time. Extend your palms beneath the light. Ah, so, can you read them? No, it is as well. Across the palm is the line of the head. Here is the line of the heart above it. Here is the line of fate. And here is the line of... Life. Beware. Beware. Beware of what? A man is about to enter your life. He will bring the threat of great danger. What threat? What kind of danger? He will bring you death. Death? If you marry him. Who is he? What is his name? His name... Is Andrew Trevelyan if you marry him your doom is sealed you will be marked for death oh, this incense is so thick and heavy oh, I'm dizzy it's so, so hot in here it's hard to breathe ah, ah. Why? Ask no questions. Run for your life. Uh, run. Where? Away from him. From Andrew Trevelyan. Andrew. Andrew.
2: Amanda. Huh? Hey, you must have fallen asleep. Wake up.
1: God, I didn't fall asleep. It was that incense. Oh. Oh. Never mind. I'm all
2: right now. Amanda, I want you to meet one of my dearest friends. Andrew Trevelyan. Well, the pleasure, it would seem, is all mine. I, I didn't mean to startle you. you look as though you'd seen a ghost. Something wrong, Amanda?
1: No, Ralph. Uh, not really. I, uh, I just didn't realize how tired
2: I am. Amanda's been under a terrible strain for the last year. Well, no one knows better than I how exhausting and debilitating a long terminal illness can be. See, Andy lost his wife for you, And I'm very sorry about your father, Miss Harrow.
1: I'm sorry about your wife.
2: Thank you. Well, uh, shall we push aside the cobwebs and enjoy this festification? I've I've been looking forward to meeting you, Miss Harrow. Oh, But Do we have to be so formal? Can't we make it Amanda and Andrew? Well, I'd be delighted. Uh, Amanda? Of course. Andrew. Well, now, that makes it so much easier to invite you to be my guest for lunch. Now, you'll have to count me out. I have to get back to the embassy. There's a lot to do to get ready for my return to Vienna. But please, don't let me spoil the party.
1: Oh, it was a lovely lunch, Andrew.
2: If it was, you made it so, Amanda. Would you like to dance?
1: Why, yes. I think that might be nice.
2: Oh, you dance very well, Amanda
1: So do you Oh, I'm a little rusty
2: So am I well, we'll improve together
1: I'm afraid we haven't much time
2: We'll make it Will you have dinner with me?
1: Uh, we haven't even finished lunch yet
2: We haven't started to get to know each other yet
1: There isn't much chance of that, Andrew Why not? Because I have to leave for Vienna with Ralph next week? I don't think so. What does that mean?
2: It means I want you to stay on here in America. As my wife.
1: I'm immensely flattered, Andrew, of course, but it's quite impossible.
2: You can't refuse me, Amanda. I need you. You need me. We need each other.
1: We've just met.
2: And we could very shortly be separated forever.
1: But we don't know anything about each other.
2: That well, can be remedied. Well, first of all, let me say that I know a great deal about you. You do? Well, I do. Well, you were born on the family plantation at Stanford, Maryland. In 1876 or 77, your brother's a little vague about the date.
1: <laughs> That's right, Al. It was 76.
2: Well, now I know even more about you. You have no other brothers and sisters. You love horses and to ride. When you were nineteen, your mother died, and you took over running the house. Two or three years later, your father was stricken, and you took over all the nursing chores. You stayed with him until his death three weeks ago. See, see, I, I do know quite a bit.
1: Mm, about me. But
2: what do I know about you? Oh, anything you want to. I'm 28. My father was thrown from his horse when I was 25, and now he broke his neck instantly. I took over the family business, lumber, and shortly before his death, we'd all taken a trip to Mexico where I met a girl named Margarita Valdez. We we fell in love and were married as decently after my father's burial as we could. Within a year, she contracted a wasting illness and died a little over 12 months ago. There were no children.
1: But you loved her.
2: Yes, yes, I did. And since she died, I haven't thought about life as being much worth living until I met you. Oh, I I kept up the pretense because of Mother and Jenny.
1: Jenny?
2: Yes, my little sister. I guess... Life has been harder on her than all of us. She was born and still is a deaf mute.
1: Oh, I'm... I'm sorry. For everything. For Margarita. Did you love her very much?
2: Yes, for the short time I was allowed to. But that's past. And buried with it. Life must go on.
1: I've tried to tell myself that since father died. But somehow didn't have much interest until...
2: Oh, say it. Go on, Amanda, say it. Till I met you. Oh, I knew it. I could see it in your eyes. Oh, whoa, 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 boys. Whoa. Ah. Then will you marry me?
1: Oh, Andrew. Give a girl a chance. No,
2: no, not on your life. I'll keep after you till you say yes. And I'm not going back to Seattle without you as my bride. never believe it. You actually did it, you two. Oh, thanks to you, Ralph.
1: My brother Cupid, with the unerring name.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll just run one more check on the luggage and give you two a chance to say goodbye. Well, goodbye, sis.
1: Oh, Ralph, I am doing the right thing, aren't I? He is really as, as kind and sweet and gentle and loving as he has been this last week since he met me.
2: He's just as you find him, honey. You got nothing to be afraid of. You're not, are you?
1: Of course not. This is one bed I made that I don't mind lying in.
2: Darling, I didn't know you were asleep
1: Uh, I wasn't, I I mean, I didn't think
2: Oh, I didn't mean to take so long There was some trouble with our dinner reservations But it's all straightened out What is it? Uh, Amanda, what's wrong? It's nothing Where do you go? Beg pardon? Where do you go on these little snoozes of yours? What demons do you meet there That send you back with such haunted eyes?
1: Oh, Andrew Please forgive me It's so silly. I'm not like this usually. I'm just so worn out with all the excitement.
2: Of course you are. Dead tired. But it's a nice long trip to the West Coast. I'm going to make you forget all the bad things. You just put your life in my hands.
0: Now I wonder, can we take Andrew at face value... Was the gypsy fortune teller's warning just some thick joke? No, I don't think we can dismiss it that easily. If you remember, she named names. But then, was there a fortune teller at all? Or was it just the product of Amanda's imagination as she half dozed? I shall return shortly with Act Two. I don't think we should be up here. Why? What if someone sees us up on a ladder peering into a bedroom window? Well, then let's climb in. No, 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 don't. We don't. There.
2: See how well Mr. and Mrs. Conrath are sleeping on the new
0: King Coil Posture Bomb mattress? I took your word for it in
2: the store. I like to show my customers firsthand how terrific King Coil Posture Bomb really is. Boy, they really look comfortable They are. Here, I'll wake up, Mrs. Conrath.
0: Uh, oh, hi. Mr.
2: Harris. Hi, Linda. Would you tell my customer here how you got the exact
0: firmness you wanted with a king coil?
1: I got the exact firmness.
0: I didn't mean up. to wake you. Oh, <laughs> no problem. To try the king coil posture bond? What? Sure.
1: Here, I'll get up and you get in. Yeah, but
0: your husband oh, is still... Oh, it's alone. all right. Yes. Mr.
1: Harris has brought people by before. Boy,
0: this king coil posture bond is so comfortable. I wish my wife could try oh. it. I'll go get her.
1: Wonderful. I'll make some cocoa and crack. Uh,
0: tell her to bring my new jammies.
1: Larry, wake up. We have company. What's
0: well, your uh, name? <laughs> try a king coil posture bond. Its unique bonded construction assures comfort and durability year after year. King Coil Posture Bond.
2: They said
1: it couldn't be written. The book that hit America like a runaway locomotive. The new Consumer Information Catalog. For the life of me, Foster, your obsession with that book escapes me. It's only a catalog. The book that's helping America find a better way to live. What do you find in that catalog? Something you could never give me, Lillian. More than 200 backfilled federal publications listed inside. Booklets on home and car repairs, weight control, keeping household records, and more. I read them all to be the man you want me to be. That's a lot of reading. The book you have to read from the Consumer Information Center of the U.S. Government. The new Consumer Information Catalog. It's free. Just write to Free Catalog, Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. That's Free Catalog, Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. Send for the book. Don't wait for the movie.
0: It's hard to imagine the magic of a cross-country train journey at the end of the last century. With all its inconveniences, it created a special world. The muted pungency of the coal smoke, the lulling rhythm of the wheels clicking on the track joints, the countryside flowing by endlessly, soothing the senses and pleasantly numbing the passenger in a delightful dream. By the time Amanda arrived in Seattle, after the close quarters of the last seven days with her new husband, she had lost all doubts and fears.
1: That's Glen Lewin.
0: The house my father built.
1: But it's enormous.
0: The Welsh tend to
2: have dreams of grandeur, Amanda.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. With all the curlicues and ornate moldings, it, it looks like gingerbread.
2: San Francisco, Victorian. The last word in its day.
1: What's that big square turret with, with the high roof and all the dormer windows?
2: Oh, that... That was my father's retreat, his sanctum sanctorum. Uh, Nobody uses it anymore.
1: There's a terrace around it. But the view of Puget Sound must be magnificent from that... uh, Oh, what is it they call it? A widow's walk.
2: We call it a captain's walk here. But the name is academic, since, as I say, no one uses it anymore. Well, that's enough about the house. Let's concentrate on all the people who live in it that you're about to meet.
1: Your mother... I hope she likes me.
2: How could she fail? And my sister Jenny.
1: I hope she will love me as much as I want to love her.
2: You'll be wonderful for Jenny. You're just her age. And don't let her... her handicap affect you. Jenny manages her own world quite well. Now remember, if you face her as you speak, she can read your lips.
1: I will remember that without fail. And who else will be there?
2: Oh, uh... Higby, the butler. (laughs) The autocrat of the house, the backbone of the family. It's very important to have him approve of you.
1: Are you implying that I won't measure up?
2: (laughs) As if I'd ever. Uh, Let's see who else. Oh, Mrs. Malone, the housekeeper. You'll love her. She's self effacing. You won't know she's around half the time, but she runs the house like a top. Uh, And a whole bevy of maids whose names you'll know sooner than I will. Hannah Seedy, outside staff. Old Tom, the gardener, Ned, who takes care of the horses and the stable boys.
1: So many people, I feel like a queen.
2: You are. Oh, look. All your loyal subjects are lined up on the porch waiting for you. Let me be the first to welcome you, Your Majesty. Uh, Mrs. Treverian has prepared. Oh, I beg your pardon. Well, for what, Higby? I, I was referring to the madam... Uh, that is, I mean Mrs. Trevelyan Senior, not your lovely bride.
1: I thank you, Higby. I shall treasure that compliment.
2: No more than the truth, Mrs. Trevelyan. Well, to settle the business of names and protocol, Higby, you may inform the staff that my wife is now the madam. My mother is Mrs. Trevelyan Senior, and... What is it that she's done? She um, she has prepared a residence for you and your wife, sir, in the West Wing. Well, what was the matter with the old quarters? Well, I would imagine the man uh, uh, Mrs. Trevelyan, Sr., felt that under the circumstances, you and Mrs. Trevelyan would feel uh, uh, more comfortable in fresh surroundings. Well, it, it doesn't matter as long as Amanda and I are together. Uh, all right, Higby, you can... Have our bags taken up to the new suite. I will arrange for that immediately, sir. Where are Mother and Jenny? Well, your mother has had a slight cold, and it was thought better not to have her outside in the chill to greet you. They're waiting in the library, sir. (laughs) Come on, Amanda. Let's beard the old dragon in her den.
1: Oh, don't call her that. From all you've told me about her, it isn't true.
2: (laughs) I know. She may breathe a little fire, but she doesn't bite.
1: Oh, I hope they like me and
2: accept me. Just be your own adorable self and all's well. Hello, Mother.
1: Andrew, it's so good to have you home.
2: Uh, It's good to be back. Hi, Jenny, how are you? Oh, my, what a bear hug. Yes, yes, I know what you're saying. You miss me. I can read lips, too. Uh, Now, Mother, this is Amanda. Amanda.
1: How do you do, Mrs. Trevelyan? Why, child, you're beautiful. Quite amazingly lovely. Even more so than Margarita.
2: Mother, for heaven's sake. Uh, And Amanda, this is my little sister, Jenny.
1: Jenny, I've heard so much about you. I just have to give you a hug. I'm sorry, Andrew. I didn't mean to
2: raise old ghosts. Then don't. Let them lie.
1: But Andrew didn't prepare me for how pretty you are. We're delighted to have you here at Glen Lewin. I hope you'll find happiness here. I, um, I trust you've had a good trip. It was wonderful. Most of our country is new to me, and it was exciting to see it firsthand. I suggest you take Amanda to her new home. Let her get settled and have a rest.
2: That would suit me. I need a bath.
1: I'd like to sort of get adjusted and, and freshen up. Well, then, off you go. There's plenty of time to get acquainted in the days to come. Jenny, where are you going? No, no, child. They want to be alone. Only till I get unpacked and get my bearings. Then as soon as you or Andrew teach me sign language, we'll have some long talks. Did she understand me, Andrew? Oh, yes. Then why does she look so unhappy?
2: She gets a little moody at times. Let her alone, she'll come around. (laughs) Come on, darling. Let's go upstairs. What are you looking at, Amanda?
1: Just the view. It's stunning. Overwhelming. How high are we?
2: Five or six hundred feet above the Sound. Right on the crest of the hill.
1: It makes me dizzy to look down.
2: (laughs) I'm so used to it, I didn't notice. Maybe it's better we're here on the terrace side. The front of the house is built right up to the edge. It's a sheer drop all the way down.
1: Andrew, you look ill suddenly.
2: No, no, just a ghost crossing my grave. I <laughs> don't mind me. A couple of memories still to wash away. Oh, I wish we had time for a ride before dinner.
1: Oh, I'd love that. Ah,
2: well, it's silly. Our clothes are still packed. Uh, I'd have to check the horses out. Not too late for today. We'll have to make it tomorrow. <laughs>
1: a dreadful day for your first one here, Amanda. Oh, I don't mind rain. It's exciting. I'm just sorry we couldn't have the ride we planned. Oh, the rain's much too heavy for that. Are you a horsewoman? Oh, yes. Ever since I was a child. Do you jump? Ever ridden to hounds? Since I was 12 years old. Well, you make a fine companion for Andrew. Something he missed in his first marriage. Margarita didn't like horses. For that matter margarita didn't like it here at all really it is a lonely place i wonder how you'll find it i suspect i like it very much i want to be part of the family i want to try to prove to you and jenny that i belong but you don't have to prove anything to me my dear but jenny is another story most of the time she's lost in her own private world Oh, Jenny. Isn't it a lovely morning? The last three days I thought the rain was never going to stop. Did you understand what I said? Oh, good. Well, where have you been hiding yourself? I haven't seen you except at meals. What, what, what did you say? Oh, dear, I wish I could understand sign language. Oh, here comes Andrew. You can tell him and he'll tell me. Jenny? Jenny, what... What did I say that was wrong?
2: Hey, Jenny, where are you off to? Jenny? What on earth did you say to her, Amanda? Well,
1: nothing, darling. I mean, I I just asked her jokingly where she'd been hiding herself the last three days. and She took off like a startled deer. Oh,
2: well. You'll have to get used to her. She has her days when she disappears like a little animal and holds up somewhere. Oh, come on, darling. The rain's over and the sun's out. Time to cheer up. How'd you like to go for that nice, long ride?
1: That's just what I need to lift my spirits.
2: (laughs) Oh, easy, Bo, easy. He'll simmer down, Amanda, once we get going.
1: Oh, he's all right, aren't you, boy? He's just short on exercise. Give your leg up. I'll manage.
2: Uh, Would you like to come along, Mother? You're dressed for it. No, no, no. These are
1: just old stable clothes. I've been carrying down my mare. Oh, maybe Jenny would like to come. I I thought I saw her lurking by one of the horse stalls.
2: No, she's in one of her moods today. Well enough alone.
1: Andrew, I understand you've married a real horsewoman. Why don't you run her over the south trail?
2: Oh, too many jumps, Mother. She's not used to the horse.
1: Why, Bo and I are bosom pals already. Besides, after being cooped up in the house for three whole days, a few jumps are just what I need to work off my frustration.
2: (laughs) Okay, if you're game, we'll head straight between those two big sequoias.
1: All right. Catch me! Easy does it. Now, duck and
2: hop. Ah! Amanda, are you all right? Oh. Oh, oh. Amanda. Oh, I'm all right.
1: Oh, I just, I just sprained my ankle, I think.
2: Oh, what happened?
1: Steer-up leather broke just at the top of the jump. I was thrown and landed on my ankle. Oh, I hope I didn't break it.
2: You could have broken your neck taking a chance like that. Here, now put your arm around <gasps> my neck and we'll get you back to the house and call the doctor. Well,
1: where am I?
2: In your bed, safe at home.
1: Who, who are you?
2: I'm Dr. Wilson, a family physician.
1: Physician? Oh, yes. I took a tumble, my ankle.
2: It doesn't hurt. You no, know, no, at least not for the moment. I've given you something to sedate you, but it's a bad sprain going to keep you off your feet for quite a few days.
1: But it's not
2: broken. Oh, no, no. You're very fortunate after such a bad fall. Well, I think you should rest now. You've had a very bad shock.
1: I can't do anything else. I'm so sleepy. I can't keep my eyes open. Why don't you listen to my warnings, Amanda? Don't you see what's planned for you? You nearly broke your neck, like mine. Don't you see? You have to be killed. You're going to die.
0: Curiouser and curiouser, as Alice in Wonderland liked to remark. Is someone trying to kill Amanda? If so, who? Andrew? Jenny the Deaf Mute? Or Mrs. Trevelyan? And why? Who is the mysterious warning voice? Or is it perhaps only a fevered product of a girl emotionally disturbed? I would hope that all of these questions can be answered when we return with Act Three.
1: Right now, Avon's got an exciting new game. We call it Open Up to Avon. Open up to Avon. Open up to looking game. A new game. Open up to feeling like you should. The fun begins with your Open Up to Avon game card. Open up to Avon. The game card is your ticket to savings on exciting beauty products and maybe even a free gift. Open up to Avon. Open up to looking good. Your representative is bringing your open up game card, so get in and all the fun. Open up to feeling
2: like you should.
1: What a nice surprise, Avon. It's your way of looking good. One to one feeling like you should. It's your
2: No purchase necessary, avoid. where prohibited.
0: There are more than 5,000 North American moving vans on the roads every day, carrying products to market or families to new homes. Recently, though, North American Van Lines is engaged in one of the most remarkable moves in modern history, bringing the 3,000-year-old treasures of an Egyptian pharaoh to the great museums of America. The King Tut exhibit. North American Van Lines was chosen for this highly demanding task because of its very special expertise in handling valuable cargoes. But to North American, the little crystal vase your grandmother had loved so much is every bit as important as a golden figurine from the tomb of an ancient king. North American Van Lines. We move the treasures of your world.
2: In the Detroit metropolitan area, call Palmer Moving and Storage with locations in Detroit, Dearborn, Troy, and Farmington.
0: It was Francis Bacon who said, the inquiring of truth, or the wooing of it, and the belief of truth, which is the enjoying of it, is the sovereign good of human nature. Now you, along with Amanda, are going to follow his statement and hope that, in the revelation of it, it will have been worth the inquiry. Amanda has slept three-quarters of the clock around and finally awakes to find her husband pacing their bedroom anxiously.
1: Andrew?
0: Oh,
2: you're awake at last. Thank
0: heaven.
1: Why? What's the matter?
2: I was afraid I wouldn't see you again. (sighs)
1: Darling, I'm not that sick. Only a sprained angle.
2: I didn't mean you wouldn't be here. I meant me.
1: What are you talking about?
2: I've got to leave you for a day or two. Why? It's an emergency. We have a big fire in one of our most valuable forests about 25 miles southeast of here.
1: After all that rain?
2: Well, I wish they'd had it instead of us. Every tree is tinder dry. I have to be there to help fight it.
1: But how long will you be there?
2: Until it burns itself out or if we get more rain. Pray for both. You'll be all right while I'm gone.
1: Well, well, of course. But... Doctor
2: Wilson will be on hand to check your ankle. Higby and Mrs. Malone will run the house, and of course, Mother and Jenny will be here to look after you while you're bedridden. Of course. You understand, I have to go.
1: Yes, darling.
2: You'll feel quite safe while I'm gone.
1: Why shouldn't I? Just, just tell me one thing before you go. What, Amanda? How did
2: Margarita die? What? Oh, I've told you. It was after a long illness.
1: That's what caused her death.
2: Of course. Well, now I have to go. Goodbye, darling. Goodbye. Till I see you again. Well, here comes Higby with your breakfast. He'll take care of you till I get back, won't you, Higby? Oh, you may be sure of that, sir. Back as soon as I can, darling. Hurry. Will you uh, have the tray in bed, madam?
1: Oh, I'd rather sit up, but... I do feel a little shaky still. I'd better have it in bed.
2: There you are, Mrs. Trevelyan.
1: Take Maybe I have no right to ask this question. But would you tell me how the first Mrs. Trevelyan died? I mean, Andrew's first wife.
2: Hasn't Mr. Trevelyan told you himself?
1: He said of a long-wasting illness. Was that all? Yes.
2: I, uh, I would rather you ask Dr. Wilson about that, madam. It's not really my business. Well, the ankle's doing very nicely and better than I expected. You haven't tried putting any weight on it? Not yet, Dr. Wilson. Uh, Well, it might be a good notion just to test it. Shall we try? Uh,
1: Of course, if you think so.
2: I'll help you to stand up. Now, there. Now, oh, what's the verdict? Well, I, I'm not sure. Oh! Yeah, pretty tender ham. Eh? Oh, yes. And still, in a pinch you might be able to move on it.
1: Oh, I suppose I could.
2: Mm, yes, that's good. But
1: why would I want to?
2: I'm not prepared to answer that question quite yet.
1: Will you answer another one for me?
2: Well, if I can.
1: How did Andrew's first wife die?
2: Why... Do you ask me that?
1: Because no one else seems to want to answer it. Will you?
2: Yes, yes. Well, the primary cause of death was... multiple internal and external injuries due to a fall... from a great height. She
1: didn't have
2: a long illness. Oh, yes, a protracted and very painful one. So painful that the court ruled she had committed suicide... while of unsound mind... by jumping off the captain's walk upon the turret there... I'm plunging all the way to the rocky shore of Puget Sound.
1: How awful. So that's why the door to the staircase up there is locked and bolted.
2: Ah, is it? I didn't know. But I'm glad to hear it. Why? I wouldn't want to see another accident like that take over this family.
1: Dr. Wilson, are you trying to tell me something?
2: I... I don't know. I've... Served this family faithfully all my life as a doctor, and I, I now find myself troubled by what I'm afraid may be very guilty conscience. Why? Higby gave me some very shocking information about your fall from the horse. What? The stirrup leather didn't break. It was unbuckled.
1: Huh. you think someone deliberately tried to
2: kill me? No, I didn't say that.
1: But it's what you meant. And I'm beginning to see what you're trying to tell me. That Andrew's first wife was being systematically poisoned, and when that didn't succeed, she was... she was pushed to her death.
2: I, I'm not sure what I think. I had no proof.
1: Wasn't an autopsy performed?
2: Well, the family was against it, and and I didn't want to cause them any more concern at the time. I, I didn't insist. This time, I intend to be more careful.
1: But who would want to kill... Them? You don't mean my husband, not Andrew.
2: Uh, He was the only person on the ride with you. But
1: why? Why would he want me dead?
2: It's common knowledge that the lumberyard and mill have been in trouble. Andrew's father was my friend, but he was a very poor businessman.
1: You're saying Andy killed his first wife for her money?
2: Uh, Margarita had no money.
1: So... so he had to kill her? So he would be free to come east? And marry an heiress like me?
2: Well, he went east to raise a loan. I know that.
1: No. I won't believe it.
2: Well, somebody loosened that stirrup strap.
1: It could have been a careless groom.
2: You don't really believe that.
1: Well, it it could have been Mrs. Trevelyan or Jenny. They were both at the stable before we left.
2: And Trevelyan. Well, oh, that's incredible. Yes, but Jenny... It's hard to reach her and what she thinks.
1: I can't believe she'd hurt anyone.
2: Uh, The whole problem is you can't believe it of any of them. Uh, Tomorrow, tomorrow I will get a court order to exhume Margarita's remains. If any trace of arsenic is found, then we must get you out of this house. (laughs)
1: Is it? You know who it is by now. Oh, yes. I suppose I knew it all along. You're Margarita. Yes. And you were the fortune teller, too, at the beginning. One I didn't listen to. If you only had, I could have rested easier in my grave. Oh, please. Tell me it wasn't Andrew that killed you. It was suicide, wasn't it? In my faith, there would be no forgiveness for that. Then who killed you? Tell me the truth. It is not given to me to know all of that yet. Then why are you here again tonight? Because I was sent to reveal the truth at last. Listen. What? Death of bed. Get your robe. Come with me. Quietly. To the door. Mm. Open it slowly. Just a little. Shh. What do you see? It's Mrs. Trevelyan. She's going toward the turret stairs. But she can't go up there. It's locked. Not if you have a key. Look. Why is she going up? We've heard time. Then we will follow and find out. It's so dark. We're on the landing now. But there's another door. Slightly ajar. Can you see it? Who's there? Mrs. Trevelyan and... And Jenny. Hush! Did you hear me, Jenny? What are you doing here? Answer me! What are you clutching in your hand? Give it to me, you little rat! What have you got here? Your diary! So this is where you've been hiding it ever since? Give it to me! Now, just let me turn to that date and find out. No! Don't move, or I'll strangle you. You understand? You can read my lips. Don't move! August 17th, 1898. She's still giving Margarita the white powder in things she eats and drinks. It hurts her stomach. I'm afraid to tell anyone. Mother would kill me as easily as a fly. I have a better way. I poured her white powder down the sink and replaced it with cornstarch. You little devil! That's why she wouldn't die. It was Mrs. Trevelyan who was trying to kill you. She finally succeeded. She was the one who pushed me off the widow's walk. But why? So, Jenny, I see from your last entry in your diary that you have concluded I am going to kill this wife, too. You are right. You are right about something else, too. I am also going to kill you. No use running, Jenny. You can't get away. Now, I have you just where I want you. They went through the door, out to the widow's walk. Go, quickly. There's no escape for the child from there. Yes. Stop it, Mrs. Trevelyan. You can't get away with murder this time. You have a witness. You. What are you doing here? No. No, stop her. Run, Jenny, run. Get some help. Let her go for help. I'll attend to her later. You have to come first. Mrs. Trevelyan, get hold of yourself. I'm sure I'm much stronger than you. Why didn't you break your neck this morning as you should have? So it was you that unbuckled the stirrup. Why? Tell me. Why should you have wanted to kill both Margarita and me? You don't have a son. You couldn't understand since his father died. He's all I have left. No one, no one is going to take him away from me, steal his love from me. He is my son, and as long as I live, no other woman shall have his love. I'll kill you first. No, Mrs. Trevelyan, you... Oh, no, no, don't. Help! It's too late. There's nothing to stop me now. I. Can. Who are you? Look on my face. No! Margarita! No! You're. you're dead. You're better to take you with me. Ah! Oh, good Lord.
2: Madam, are you all right, madam?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, let me lean on your finger, please. Yes, yes. I I turned my bad ankle and it It gave way.
0: Yes, madam, yes. But uh, where is Mrs. Seveillon? She,
1: she went over the carpet all that long way down.
2: I understand, madam, no fear. The secret will remain with me.
1: I didn't push her. She just fell.
2: Sweet will
1: Retribution. Sleep in peace, Margarita. At last.
0: As I promised, I have brought you a ghost story. A sad and haunted ghost. Amanda is a lucky one. Andrew is all he seemed to be and need never know the true story of his mother's death. Memories will soon fade for Jenny, who will live in happiness with Amanda and Andrew. Amanda, too, will gradually forget in the joy of all her companionship. Only Margarita is left alone. Join Amanda to pray that she will rest in peace. I'll be back shortly.
2: Fellow Americans, if you're still shopping here and there and everywhere for shoes, hold it right where you are. Put your feet together, stop running
1: around. Just step around a Kinney and you'll cover the crowd. Any Anywhere you
2: want to go, head your feet in our direction. Kinney's got it on and on.
0: Wow, what a star. what a great American shoe star. Screeching tires, a fatal crash, flames and burning flesh. Lindsay Dolben, newlywed, is suddenly Lindsay Dolden, the widow of Ratchets. Your husband's family will comfort you, Lindsay, comfort you with ancient rites, human sacrifice, fear, and murder. You are alone at the center of a demonic power struggle with a throne of darkness up for grabs. The Widow of Ratchets, terrifying fiction as original as sin itself. The Widow of Ratchets, an ace paperback. I'm Susan Anton for SIRTA Perfect Sleeper. It's a good
1: feeling to sleep the night away on a perfect sleeper by SIRTA. Be a perfect sleeper by a perfect sleeper, perfect sleeper
0: by SIRTA. I love my SIRTA Perfect Sleeper because it gives me the top comfort I want and the deep support I need for a great night's sleep. Top Comfort comes from plush layers of CertiFoam puff quilted to quality fabrics and fine upholstery materials. Inside, famous Construction gives you the deep support you need. Underneath it all is the patented lock Foundation that perfectly complements your mattress. Top Comfort, deep support. You get both from every Perfect sleeper. That firmness, that feels good. So... There's nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. If only we could all follow that simple precept, at least on the negative side, accept people as they are, not the way we would like to find them. But then, if everyone were that bland, there would be precious few stories to tell. And where would I be? Or you, dear audience? Our cast included Jada Rowland, Lloyd Batista, Carol Teitel, and Ian Martin.